0: Welcome back to Melanin at the round table. My name is Shalise, your host, and for episode seven, I have here with me today, Ajaniah.
1: Hello, my name is Ajaniah, happy to be here. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so for episode seven, we're gonna be talking about uh, mental health in the black community specifically and the stigma behind it. So Ajaniah, for our opening question, based off of your experiences, why do you think there is such a stigma? in the black community. Slavery. Mm, That was a direct answer. (laughs) Slavery. Slavery. I mean, yes, I would say so. And like, that's a, you know what? Yeah, it's a general reason.
1: No, not general.
0: It is the reason. It is the reason, (laughs) yes. But I think there are a lot of different aspects of mental health that stem from, I guess, maybe let's say, (laughs) you know, discrimination. quote-unquote legal discrimination that you know and that itself stems from slavery but it doesn't necessarily come exactly from slavery
1: I feel like to talk about this we'll have to like discuss the fact that being black in America is a struggle yeah because those two words (laughs) but like you you talk about like the cultural experiences of like the different races Uh, what you have to do just to be yourself even though you can never be yourself because mental health is not something that is discussed at all it's not even discussed lightly it is now in this generation like with our generation that we're deciding we're not going to stand for um generational um, trauma or crisis or whatever we're gonna go on it head on and break the cycle and what have you so like I say like a lot (laughs) sorry (laughs) I don't like mm. weakness okay mental health in a black person to discuss it to deal with the head on is always seen as a weakness you can't be sad if you're black like if your parents see that you're being sad then they're gonna think that like you're being, um, what's the word? Like you're not happy with what you have. You're not grateful. You're not grateful, thank you. And like growing up, like whatever you can do to explain it, you were never shown that you can be sad for like one day or you can be sad for an hour. What if I can be sad for five minutes? Mm. Just cry for those five minutes, let everything out. You can't do that because then you are seen as weak what is weak? Mm. I thought weak. Was, <laughs> I, I thought sick. weak was like when you hit your hit your knee on something, and then you weaken the knees. Mm. Stand up. But. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like that's not the same thing. But like for me as a black woman, because I can only speak from that experience, mm-hmm. and from what I've seen, you can't cry. You can't struggle. Why are you struggling for? Nope. You're in the land of the free, home of the brave. Even though that's bullshit. But,
0: like, what else can you do? Like, really nothing, to be honest. Uh, When it comes to black women in my uh, perspective and my experiences, at least, uh, black women, there's that stereotype that we're supposed to be strong and whatnot. And, you know, I saw a post somewhere. um, They said that there are things that are called positive stereotypes that still have a harmful effect. Just as much so, or even more so than negative stereotypes. Of course, like you being know. strong. Exactly, yeah. And then, you know, when it comes to other races, an example of a positive stereotype, quote unquote, positive stereotype, is maybe like Asians are smart, or maybe uh, that Hispanics uh, work hard and stuff like that. Like, yeah, they're I guess positive, but, but
1: there's there's the undertone. Yeah, like, exactly. Well, it's why backhanded. Why can an Asian person mm-hmm. be? Well, not dumb, but I (laughs) understand.
0: Yeah. And then so when it comes to, you know, black women being strong, uh, like there's literally no room for them to be imperfect at all, because when it comes to, I guess, motherhood and nurturing, they're supposed to be um, able to go through grossly um, like amounts of pain when it comes to that. Go your uh, death, your yeah. death, just to bring There's, another child in the world. They're supposed to, to, to harden their child, not harden their child, but like make sure that they're disciplined and whatnot um, and what have you. Uh, and also be like that guide and protector as well. They almost take the place of like a man when it comes to gender roles specifically, not necessarily um, what, you know, not right, but this is just based off of against stereotypes. Um, while black men are just put into this, this they just have this standard that they nobody could ever attain, ever reach, um, almost as if they are not even human. And then when you look at white men and white women, white women, again, like I was saying before, they're feminine, docile, fragile, and whatnot, and the white men are the protector of them. What about black women and black men? Nobody's out there to protect us, especially when it comes to race and discrimination and violence in the streets. Listen,
1: listen. No one's out there to protect us, nope. except we should be there to protect ourselves. Like the black community should be closely together. Like we should be fighting for each other. Not as of fighting whether the fact that you date outside of your race, but fighting
0: for you guys to like have a place in the world. And then there are two points, when you, when you said that there were two points that popped into, into my head. When it comes to parents, black parents, uh, teaching their child the ways of life and preparing them to go out into the outside world. Black parents, I guess, based off of their experiences and based off of what they've seen in the media and how Black people are treated, they're thinking to myself, okay, I cannot change the outside world in 18 years. I cannot do that. So but I can I, change my child. I, I can change my child. So they go ahead and harden and try to perfect their child so that they are prepared. Uh, when they go into the outside world but that's damaging at the same time because they always say like yeah I'm doing this out of love and whatnot and yeah I understand the intention but there is no love there your six-year-old child is not going to understand that you're doing all of that out of love at all and then there's also the other part in which like we said with slavery there are certain habits that I guess have been passed down from From generation generation to generation. generation yeah exactly so for example spanking personally I don't really agree with that I don't think that it's an effective form of discipline at all um, and, you know, I was beat when I was longer. I was most <laughs> definitely beat. Um, and did that help my mental health? No. Did it strain my relationship with my parents? Yes. yes. <laughs> and then I remember going into the, I went into my parents' room after I got beat. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I remember my tears were just falling down my face. And, you know, I was hyperventilating before, so my, my throat was sore. And I asked him, why did you beat me? And he was like, obviously, he tells me the reason why I got beat. And, you know, that's because I did something bad. And I was like, don't you love me? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, okay, I beat you because I love you. Is that a, that's a, <laughs> that's, a, that's a, and I'm, I'm trying to put, you know, I was a smart child. I was two a relatively, together? I was a relatively smart child. And I was trying to put two and, yeah, I was trying to put two and two together. And it, it just wasn't clicking. It just wasn't clicking. And so I was like, huh? You know, as I got older, I understood why. Okay, I, I understood why, but I didn't agree with that fact. I oh. didn't agree with it at all, um, which is why I don't think that it's an an effective form of discipline. But, yeah, there are just a whole bunch of different things uh, from like that d- are derived from slavery that just follow Was done. That was derived from slavery, I'm pretty sure, um, as far as speaking goes. And honestly it's not doing any good for us and black parents may think that it is but there's only so much that it can possibly do and there are more negative benefits than there are uh positive
1: i have i have four points you you had a beautiful explanation but to start off with what you said in like the beginning you talked about the idea of strong women growing up i was strong i went through some shit that's not this is not the place to talk about it because mm. you're not my therapist. <laughs> but like I was labeled strong. I was labeled that nobody had to worry about me because I can do bad all by myself, you know? And it was great. I used to think that it was the greatest thing ever that I can fend for myself, deal with my own issues. But at the end of the day, you can't deal with your own issues. Mm because when there is a day that comes where you finally you're finally done you're you're burned out you can't do it anymore and you just want to break down and cry but because after years and years of being told you're strong crying is not the answer you just keep that shit in you don't don't, yeah you don't let it go you just need to live
0: up to the expectations and if you don't then all chaos breaks loose all breaks loose
1: exactly so like I couldn't I couldn't like going to my parents and telling them what I'm going through was never like the response never you can never do that because like why is there something wrong with you? I given you everything I didn't have. But why don't you teach me the things you didn't know instead of giving me like because giving me stuff is never going to help because without your presence the things are just materialistic things they're not helping me out. Nope. And for my second point, like you were talking about the the levels and I always found it hilarious how white men are always on the top of the food chain. But do you know what I learned in school? Hmm. Guess who kills themselves the most? Suicidal race. Guess who? Guess who are they for? White men, middle age. Why? Why are you suicidal for? You suicidal? You suicidal? <laughs> you suicidal? <laughs> <What>? Why? <laughs> because you have everything. You're white. You're a man the world is your oyster go ahead and crack that bitch and get that pearl go ahead like why why are you depressed for but let's say let's say one day i'm sad because i didn't pass a test and instead of like you having people to say like oh it's okay passing is not everything but in a black house black household passing is everything not even passing exceeding if you get a 99, why didn't you get a 100? Yep. You didn't study enough. Mm-hmm. You're getting battle for it. I don't care.
0: And here's the thing. Um, black parents, I feel like a lot of them just don't believe that any, like, that mental health doesn't exist, that you're just supposed to be okay with it, and that's it. And I feel like people who believe in that, they don't see, they don't recognize, I say, signs. They see it, but they don't recognize it. And then they like it just gets it becomes too late but here's a thing that i've also noticed when it is already too late let's say unfortunately somebody commits suicide maybe somebody even close to them or anything like that and you know a lot of black parents are also religious they're also spiritual and so when they see that they're like they didn't have god in their life they didn't have jesus or or when that happens like it just doesn't phase them at all they're just like damn not i'm so sorry for your loss and whatnot they maybe were just going through some stuff um but honestly if they have if they had everything then I don't really know why they were sad to be honest no and and then like it just doesn't phase them at all and at that point if suicide if that consequence can't phase you then what can what you're not going to be able to pick up on signs that maybe potentially your child is uh displaying and then when it's too late and it happens to you specifically when it is your kid when it is your family member or something like that then you're gonna be like you're just gonna be looking back on I don't know your parenting skills and what have you and like your experience to be like where did I go wrong and we're trying to tell you what's wrong before something like that happens mm-hmm. but you're not listening they're not listening you're not know, doing you know, it like you actually brought me to my third point thank you.
1: Um, I'm in psychology class, and in psychology class, we learned that people always love to find what you did wrong instead of what went wrong with the situation. Now let me explain. <coughs> let me explain. Let's say, let's say you get into a car accident, right? Mm-hmm. The first p- question people are gonna ask is not, "Oh, are you okay?" They're gonna ask, "Oh, were you speeding? Did you did you not have your seatbelt on?" or you're not paying attention, were you on your phone? Why are you passing blame to the person? Why aren't you assessing the situation? Maybe they just got hit, it happens. Maybe they just got hit, the world is crazy. But everyone's everyone's always looking for negativity, do you know why? Because they're always trying to see if that happened to them because they're on their phone, that wouldn't happen to me because I never go on my phone when I'm driving. Mm -hmm. And that's the same thing with this situation. Like if a parent finds out that a child very sadly, passed away by killing themselves. So, they're gonna be like, oh yeah, it's because because they're getting bullied in school. Why were they getting bullied? Mm. Why why was the person bullying them? What, what what about the other person? Oh, they're getting bullied because they're gay, and that's really that's your explanation for the situation. It's their fault that something that terrible happened to them, or even even the prospects of rape or sexual assault. They always try to place the blame on the female. What were you wearing? Did you lead him on? Did you do something to make that person do something so despicable? Why are you doing that? Mm-hmm. And when talking about mental health, it's always an idea of, well, this can happen to you because you have everything. You have a house. You have someone to drive you to school, even though it takes an arm and a leg to do that. Mm. You have food in your mouth, even though due to eating disorders. You don't want to eat. Mm. You don't want to touch it. Mm. Like you, you have everything that I didn't have. You have everything. Why are you sad? And then when you finally say like, "Oh, I'm a little bit stressed out." Why are you stressed for? Oh, you got to worry about school. What you stressed about? Well, school is stressing me out. Oh, do you know? Do you know? In your age, I was I was feeding my my siblings. Okay. But you're not understanding how that's trauma. You are basically your sibling's mother. They don't realize that. You taught them everything and now they
0: basically treat you like shit. They okay. don't realize that they've gone through a lot of things that have unfortunately made them then make it, the then, per, like, made them into the person that they are today and that person is not is not a good one. Thank you. And like what I found so interesting is that
1: I am so blessed for the fact that I have a group of people even though I don't talk to this group of people all the time because they're Hollywood. Mm.
0: Anyways.
1: But, <laughs> but these group of people, when I need to, I can lay all my shit to bear if they're willing to. Like if they're willing to let me vet and to dump all my, all the things. Even though I've been taught not to do that. Don't let people know your business. Because as a Caribbean, as a black person, people can't know your business because once they know your business, they can say whatever, the, whatever they want about you. And it doesn't make sense that outside people know about your life, but your own parents does not know about your life. Mm-hmm. But if I decide to sit down and tell you all my stuff, it could be the littlest thing ever. I want to go out. And then <laughs> you're, you're all gone. Like it's a whole an, another discussion uh, explanation of why you like this, this and that. And speaking about like what you said before, like why are you not seeing the signs before it happens? I watched a movie called Black Swan. Very crazy movie. <laughs> Very crazy movie. And do you know when the mother finally noticed that there's something wrong with her child? Right. Mm-hmm. She finally noticed something wrong with her child. Her child is what? Her child was 25 years old. Her roommate is her mother. She has no friends, no one in her life. Now, even that should set you off. But that didn't because she has embodied her child to be a replication of her. She's also a narcissistic person. Mm. A replication of her. Her child she she knows what her child eats, what her child, what her child does, what time she goes to bed. She finally knows that her child is out of it because her child comes home late. Her child comes home late. Her child has never done that. In her 25 years of living, I think she's 25. Her years never. Her mother, her mother knows where she's at. She has never been out. It's like, what, two, three o'clock in the morning? I don't even know where her bedtime is because she has a bedtime. Go last she has a bedtime. Mm. (laughs) At your big (laughs) age. At your big (laughs) age. At your big age, you got a bedtime. But her mom finally noticed, and then she tells the girl, what happened to my sweetie? What happened to the person? And the girl is yelling at her, saying, so now you notice something's wrong with me when I'm no longer under your control? So when I finally, when I do something a little different, like if if my let's say my curfew is nine o'clock and I come home at nine thirty, you don't even ask why I came home at nine thirty. There could have been a situation. You instead say, Oh, you're never going out again. Why are you saying that? Hmm. Why why are you why are you restricting me when something out of like something that out of my control happened? Yes, the girl was drunk. This, this, and that, but it happens. People are allowed to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. People are allowed to go through troubles to deal with shit. Like it's not something bad. My parents, they just don't understand that, I guess. Exactly. They don't. And in this Black Swan movie, like it, what, like maybe it was a matters of like race or whatever, because she's a white girl. She got everything she ne- ever needs, but she's struggling. Mm-hmm. And her mother doesn't see she's struggling. Her mother doesn't see that it's destroying her. Instead, her mom states, "Oh, you're not, you're not strong enough to be a ballet dancer." Oh, if it were me, I would have been better than you. Why would you, Why are you saying that to your child? That's just
0: so detrimental to their mental health. Too. Why?
1: Why? Like, especially like even black parents do this. They always they always try to give you their two cents about their life.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I am. I am. How old? Why are you giving me what you did when I need to know what I should do? Mm-hmm. And instead of you doing your best to control me and show me this, this, and that while also implementing gender rules and all this other bull, like, what is it benefiting me? It's really not. Like, before you go on, to add to my fourth point, you talked about gender roles. When I tell you TikTok is is the the new therapy session or whatever, tell me why on TikTok, and now all of us are thinking about it, tell me why on TikTok, especially towards black community, why is it... That you implement gender roles talking about, oh, women should do this. Women should cook and women should clean. So at a, a female's young age, you try to your best to teach her how to cook. But she doesn't want to because you don't make it something interesting. You make it seem like it's a priority. She has to do it. There's nothing else. You don't, and then if you have a son, you don't teach your son that they need to learn to cook for themselves. So then at their big age, they decide, oh, maybe I should learn how to cook. Why didn't you do that when they were younger without deciding to tell them, oh, you need to do this to to better yourself for your husband so your husband can eat? You know by doing that, you're telling your child, well, then I don't want a husband. I don't want to do these things that's going to make it seem like my only way of, wiv- of, bl- 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 of living <laughs> is by helping my husband. What about me? Why can't I cook for myself? Now your child is at home buying takeouts because you taught them, you taught them that cooking equals having a husband, making your husband live a better life. Why Why is that there? Why
0: is that the marginalization? Why, is, why? I One thing I do wanna commend, um, I guess today's generation on, especially on TikTok as well. Um, and I know, I, again, I always bring up TikTok, but it's honestly really helpful in some ways. And I've seen certain things that um, I wanna praise. There is this trend going on right now. Um, it is with the song As It Was by Harry Styles. And it's basically people, they show, I guess, a video or a picture of them today, like in 2022, and then they go backwards in time. They show one in 2021, one in 2020, one in 2019, maybe before the pandemic, maybe even like when they were really, really young and um, kids and whatnot and what have you. And there is this one that I saw, and when I was watching it, Basically, they showed the 2022 version and it was these two twins. It was a girl and a guy. Um, Basically, they showed uh, pictures at their birthday and they always had a birthday cake. And the guy, he wasn't really smiling that much. It was just, you know, like a regular eh, smile, no teeth or anything like that. But in the pictures before that, his smile was so big. Mind you, this is only a year or two before. And I go into the comments, like, obviously I noticed i whatever. And I was just like, okay, you know what, maybe, you know. Unfortunately, today, in yeah, today, men, they're really taught to not show any emotion. And so maybe he, like, you know, caught on to that and was like, yeah, maybe I need to stop. Um, But I went to the comment section and I saw somebody say his smile changed, check up on him. And that comment had thousands of likes and thousands of replies to it. I was like, I'm so glad that people are noticing that. As something as little as a smile as a smile not even like behavior wise just something that is shown on somebody's face and I absolutely love that about us because I guess when some of us choose to have kids we'll notice if something is wrong really really quickly and I absolutely love that and honestly I cannot say that um for my parents at least or black parents in general and when it comes to I guess mental health um in terms of academics you said burnout one time burnout I have definitely experienced it, and for those of you who do not know what burnout is, it is when you just enter this sort of slump after being so um, so academically prestigious, mm-hmm. uh, for lack of a better word, uh, for for so long and then they just get to a point where they cannot do it anymore and maybe um, that burnout is caused by some external circumstance or maybe altering to or adapting to a new environment or change or stimulus. Um, And honestly, I say, yeah, I have definitely had that before. Multiple times, in fact, and it would always happen whenever I was switching to a new major grade. So eighth grade to high school, high school to college. Um, always felt that, especially in the summer between it because I would never have anything to do. It was just preparing for the next school year and whatnot. And whenever that happens, my parents, they're always like, mm, what's going on with you? Stop. And the thing is, they notice that something is wrong, but only with my grades. And they just want the grades to go up. And once they see that the grades go up, you're fine. You're fine. And that's it. And that's what I hate about it. And then when that happens, um, you know, at least – for me, and my experience, I have always been known as that smart kid, as that person who gets straight A's and everything, and whenever I don't reach that expectation or that standard, um, I always fe- think little of myself. And honestly, that should never happen to somebody at all. You should never think so low of yourself when you... Um, get a bad grade. Exactly, yeah. And so, for me at least, um, my parents, I know that they wanted me to have good grades so that you know I could get a good job, and I could have a great career, and I could have enough money to sustain myself whenever I move on um, and like have my own apartment or have my own house and everything. Um, and going back to the whole topic of black parents, they know how the world is, especially how unfair uh, the world treats black people, so they just want you to be prepared, and I know that they want that for me, but you see how, how horribly um, my mental health deteriorated? in that process, man, every single time I got a bad grade, I would just beat myself up. And for extended periods of time, and even after I got a good grade, I would just be like, just continuously think back to that. Continuously think about what could've, what I could've could've done done better. better. Exactly, yeah. And honestly, it's followed me through other aspects of my life when it comes to my job. I didn't start off at my job, you know, as, um, quote-unquote top server and I am definitely not um, the top server right now I don't want to do all that I'm not part of all that Um, but I didn't start off as greatly as I had hoped I got written up man and so um, when that happened you know the expectation of being the best it uh, started in my academics, traveled into every other aspect of my life. It traveled into my work experience. And so at work, you know, I thought that I was going to go in being like, yeah, I'm going to start off strong and I'm going to end off strong when I leave the job. <laughs> I started it off horrible. And that messed me up. The amount of TikTok drafts that I have of me crying. I remember um, the day I got written up, I was driving in my car, driving home. And I was, I put, I went on voice memos uh, to record my voice and everything, and I just had to talk with myself like, girl, what the heck are you doing? (laughs) And it wasn't even helpful because I just kept on beating myself up again since I was taught to be perfect in every single circumstance that I wasn't in this case. Obviously, I've learned now that um, growth is essential and that Mm. you're never gonna start off perfect whenever you enter a new environment or a new space. And um, I've been able to uh, to establish myself, like in the workplace, I guess, um, and be better than I was before. And that's all that matters. But at that at that time, the only thing that mattered was starting out strong, starting out perfect, starting off with no blemish or no uh, problems at all. I, have, I
1: actually have a comment on that. Um, the idea of being strong. Here we yeah. go again. The idea of being strong as a black woman. Like, for me, as I said before, like, I was I was also the smart child. No one had to worry about me. And the only time they see something wrong is when you get a bad grade. Mm-hmm. And I just find that so bewildering. Like, like, and mind you, do you know what I did? Do you know what I did? What makes this ten times worse? I started, like, even if my parents didn't care that I, because, like, to them, I got a good grade. But I beat myself up even though it's a good grade. Like I remember in high school, high school, bad year, bad, all four years, all Mm. bad. I remember in high school, I was in my biology class, AB biology, you know, big things, smart. I got, I got an A on my test, a 97 on my test. My parents were extremely happy. You know, they're always, you know, comment about why didn't you get a hundred? The way I was beating myself up, telling myself, well, you could have gotten a hundred because the test wasn't that hard. Why Why am I saying that to myself? Why am I beating myself up? And then do you know what I did? Do you know what I did from those years? I have never gotten a bad grade. As of right now, I have A's. A's in all my classes. And I'm, I'm burning out, I'm burning out. I've seen it so interesting that my grades could be perfect, but me, horrible. And people don't understand that everything outside could be going on great. You'll be great at your job, great at school. But the inside, like, people might see a little shift, maybe in the way you talk, but no one really sees it. Now my parents can't say, can't comment if I'm doing bad because I have all A's. There's no, there's no issue because I'm not struggling in anything. And I found that interesting because it's basically like a mask. Mm -hmm. it's a mask and I find out I do it all the time where I don't make it show that I'm struggling because if you're struggling then that means something's wrong and there can't possibly be something wrong with me
0: like I did every the parents are like I did everything right
1: like so what's going on and when you like the whole thing the whole time like you're sitting there you're thinking like maybe something is wrong with you because there's no way you can be going through this much like as of right now as I said before I have all a's but my brain's still telling me, like, why are you struggling? Why can't you complete an assignment that's like baby food? Yeah,
0: I've realized Mind that.
1: Mind you, I'll get an I'll get an A on this assignment. But in the back of my head, I know that it took me a month to do this assignment. Mind you, I prepared myself to do this assignment in advance. Why am I struggling on an assignment that's not that hard? And I have A's. Like there's there should be nothing wrong. But to sit down and tell your parents that, yeah, I'm struggling. And, like, I've noticed that my dad has started to, like, care a little bit more, you know, be there a little bit more. And it's great, but I still won't be able to make that connection where I can be like, let me sit down with my parents and tell them what I'm struggling. I can never do that. I can never do that. I can never do that. And it pisses me off, but I understand. Because at this moment in time, like, even after everything you've been through, whether it's traumatic, whether it's not traumatic, whatever it was, now that I'm at my big age, I can no longer I can, like I have I have stuck hostage with my parents. Mm. I love them. I love them because well, I've been captured by them for my entire life. What what can I do? And I'm still here. At my big age, 19, still here. And I can't do anything about it. Like I don't hold resentment for, for them. I just know that they did the best that they could. Unfortunately with the circumstances they went through they did the best it might have been great but they did the best they could with all the stuff they went through good job but I know for sure for myself that I'm going to make sure that if I ever choose to have children which is probably not very likely because what I look like having kids but if I ever choose to I'm going to do my best to make sure that my child knows I'm there that I can be one of their little friends. Because guess what? If my parents were one of my little friends, the way I would have beat them up already, just say it. I would have fought my parents already. But, like, mental health is such a beautiful concept. Mental health. Two things. Two things go hand in hand. Health. Health should be a good thing. Worrying about your health, being better mentally, your brain, your your entire body. Mm -hmm. But if the physicalness... Is good. Why is the mental not why good?
0: Why is the mental not good?
1: No, that that should be a quote. Uh, it goes that good, all right. All right. All right. Why is the mental? Because like nothing can be wrong with you. Yeah. And even with the classes I take, like they all have to do with health and certain stigmas. And I just find it so interesting how Black people are really struggling.
0: Why are we struggling? We are superior. Why are we struggling? And I don't want to. Closing, I wanna close off on parents, black parents, and I wanna talk more about the outside world and how they affect black mental health as well. Because there are just a whole bunch of other components to it that um, I think are both equally as detrimental, um, even though one of them is a bit uh, more intimate than the other. Um, When it comes to the outside world, let's say for, I don't know, have you ever heard that when black people go to the hospital, they're always like either misdiagnosed or just never taken seriously. Yes. Especially black woman, because you know they're Harriet like Alex. Yes, 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 yes. Like for black women, they're in and out of the hospital because of pregnancy. They're like always in the hospital for That's that. It's a fear. And so and when I say in the hospital, like I say maybe in the doctor's office, like they're always like with their physician and they're always doing like monthly checkups and stuff like that to make sure that the baby is okay. And let's say like the black woman comes up with like, you know, I've been experiencing this and that, like I don't really don't know what's going on. Do you mind checking it out? Um, they pay them no mind. They pay them no mind. They don't care at all. But when it's a white person
1: and they say, you know, I'm feeling a little headache. Oh my gosh, we have to check it up. Like, let's do an MRI, a CT. Let's let's get her done. Something
0: like that. And then so black people, honestly, and I don't, we I don't blame us, because we're just never taking seriously when it comes to our physical health. And so, like you said, physical health is held in so much higher of a regard than mental health. And so if my physical health is not being put first, what makes you think that my mental health is going to be put first as well? It's not at all. And so when it comes to mixed diagnosis and stuff like that, like, you know, for physical health, it's going to be a patient and like an actual physician. And then, well, I don't want to say actual physician, like, you know, a doctor who works um, with like family medicine and stuff like that. And then when it comes to mental health, you have the patient and then you have the therapist or the psychologist or the psychiatrist. They're
1: the specialists.
0: Yes, exactly, and in both cases, you can be misdiagnosed with something. Of course. Both cases, because in both cases, the patient remains the same. You have different physicians who have had different trainings and stuff like that, but you have the same exact patient and that is the the only, it's the only variable that stays the same. And so when that happens, You have basically the same circumstances because it's depending on um, the outside. Yeah, it's, it's depending on the specialist. It's not depending on the actual person. Well, yes, but obviously for not good reason. They're just not taken seriously. They're misdiagnosed. They're just saying that, oh, it's nothing really much. Like, I'll just put you for physical health. Oh, I'll just put you on, like, antibiotics or something like that, and you'll be fine. Without thinking of surgery or anything like that that could potentially save their life. And then same thing for um, mental health. Oh, um, you know, just, just journal or something like that. Like, you're fine. And then something happens, the sp- physician and specialist is like, damn, what happened? I thought that, no, you didn't look into the situation properly because you didn't take us seriously. And so, yeah, we just have that track record. We're not taken seriously at all. Our problems when it comes to our health and everything and whatnot and what have you, never. And we realize that about ourselves. And so honestly, it's like a, it's a, it's a, it's a loop. We realize that nobody takes us seriously. So we just go ahead and we don't, we don't put our feelings out there. We don't talk about our emotions. We don't talk about what's bothering us or anything like that. You we, gave it's, me a bunch of ideas in my head. <laughs> let me, let me call but, this before you take hold it Hold on, wait, wait, wait. it's bottled up. And then at one point it just bursts. And then either we act out and we're aggressive and we feel that stereotype We burn out and we just cannot do anything anymore like a fire just. I said be aggressive. Uh, Honestly, it depends on the person. No. It depends on the person.
1: I feel like I feel like when like you're always told, you know, keep it inside. Don't don't let them see. Don't let them know. Don't let go. Don't don't let go. Mm -hmm. Ever. But if you're feeling some type of way, I say beat that bitch up. Beat her up. Beat her up like (laughs) Like, why are you, why are you, and like talking about like physicians, doctors, I hate the hospital with every fiber in my being because I am a black woman. I, I, I do not trust the hospital from all the research I've done. And you know, I read it. Henrietta Lacks will always be my number one example. Being pregnant as a black woman, you 50 per, 50% more likely to die from pregnancy are black women than white women. Twenty something percent are Hispanic and other races. Why are we why are we at the highest? Because every time we tell them that there's an issue, they don't care. And then when we bleed out on their on their ground, they start to question, oh, what might be wrong? We told you what was wrong, and you didn't listen. And so going on to like, we don't have any trust in the system, we don't have trust in the system. And mm-hmm. how could we? You don't let us give you the trust. Plus, like from many years ago, you thought that we were animals, that we had a higher pain tolerance, we were we were used as lab rats. Let's use, matter of fact, let's use an example, because I'm, I'm a nerd here. Mm. Sickle cell anemia. Mm-hmm. For those who don't know what sickle cell anemia is, it is when your blood vessels are C-shaped, which is bad. It means that you can't go on the rain, like, your immune system is basically shit. Like, mm-hmm. there's no explanation. Black people have evolved, evolutionized, evolution, Ev- evolved, have evolved. Wow! Damn. <laughs> they wow! This mood, this mood <laughs> Black people have evolved, have evolved, so that they have helped themselves get over certain diseases by getting sickle cell. Sickle cell is a way for them to get over malaria, yellow fever. Who do they get these sicknesses from? Hmm. White people. Hmm. And because and because we didn't die, that's the only reason that we still we still stayed like in America, we were still slaves. Because when you look at the malaria cases, due to the fact that everyone else died out but the black people is the reason why slavery still continued. Because if we weren't so strong, if our immune system wasn't like as grey as it was, because you know we was eating dirt. Because there's no way. Like that's the only reason that could explain that this happened. And now going to this day and age, we're still struggling. We we still are seen as animals. We don't have, there's no charts on black people. Just what, last year or this year, they found a picture of a black embryo. They made a picture of a black embryo. We didn't have that before. We always had white pictures in the doctor's office of babies. Mm-hmm. No one knew what was going on in a black person's body. We don't have diagrams of us. And so, just as I said, if we can't do anything about the physical, how can we do something about the mental? Mm-hmm. And so for the mental like perspective, I find it very interesting that there's a lot of people on TikTok who talk about how it's important to get a diagnosis. How you should get a diagnosis mentally to see where you are because you will know, better yourself. You can get drugs. Not everyone can do drugs, but it might help. Why is it that the first thought in my head is, if I go de- get a diagnosis... Will the diagnosis be factual? Will it be true? And we all know that once you go into an office, they have to diagnose you because they're getting paid. Your insurance is covering that diagnosis. So they have to tell you something. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So why is that, why are you struggling? So that's why most black people will never say that there's something wrong with them because what are you gonna do to help? Nothing. 63% is the statistics.
0: You just thug it out.
1: Like you, th- you thug it out. Because if I can't, if I can't go to a person who's licensed for this, to tell them what's going on with me, who's gonna help me?
0: Literally, and I can speak from personal experience because you know how I have a jacked up knee. I I've been dealing with this problem since I was twelve. It's been seven years. Um, I was in middle school when it first started, and when it first happened, you know, I went to a doctor. They're like. Man, and I will remember this doctor's visit vividly. I went there and everything. Doctor was like, shoot, man, I don't know what's going on with you. And I was like, mm, okay. Um, didn't you go to school for like eight years for this? Damn. Well, okay, <laughs> okay. And then he brought in other doctors uh, that were there that day, and they like tested out my knee and everything. And they were like, that's so weird. I cannot tell you. They took x-rays. They are like, everything looks fine. I just don't know what's going on. And um i was like okay you know you're not perfect or whatever so maybe but it was like three doctors in there and they're like they suggested that they should just do an uh a surgery just to, like explore and see around and see what's going on and everything since they couldn't see it on an x-ray they did not order an mri or a cat a cat scan that's for I head but they did not order an mri of the knee at all which was I mean a mistake and then um They just said the surgery. I busted out crying. I said, Mom, no, we're not doing that. Mind you, the surgery was going to be on my birthday. I said, No, (laughs) no.
1: (laughs) And that's
0: exactly what I did. But here's the thing with my knee. It likes to give out every um, every now and then. And oh yeah, injuries! Injuries be my best friend. And you know, so the wrist, the wrist be flaring okay. up when yeah. it gets cold. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so my parents, you know, they didn't really understand the scope of the situation, especially since whenever I walk, it does a weird, funny thing where it slides out of place. I've gotten used to it. It's been going on for years. Literally every single time I extend my knee, it happens every single time. And it got annoying, but then honestly, again, I just get used to it. you're
1: doing a little dancey dance. Anyways,
0: (laughs) um, my parents, they, again, didn't understand the entire scope of the situation. So whenever it gave out and I was like on the floor or something like that, and I couldn't walk because it was sore, um, they would just send me to the doctor's office. I maybe went to the doctor's office two to three times a year. And every single time it was always, man, don't know what's really going on with you. It got to a point where eventually it was just go to therapy and that's it. Therapy did not help. I went to multiple therapists, they did not help at all. And I think the last time I went to therapy was before COVID. Because of COVID, my, therap- my therapy had to stop. But every single time, they just kept on throwing it to the side. I finally went to the doctor again, 2021, early 2021. He was like, "Oh yeah, you have a subluxation of your knee." I was like, "What? A subluxation is a partial dislocation." "No, I understand, but why did they sublux- for why what it, did was. it take? Why did it take so long? <laughs> you, tell why did it say so calming, you tell me! You tell me. Everybody was, feeling, was supposed to know. But I was, was I was feeling the same exact pain. I was feeling the same exact way. I explained it the same exact way to all of the doctors and all the therapists that I've ever been to, and finally when I'm 18 years old, somebody finally takes me seriously and maybe it was because I was young and everything but they could physically see that something was wrong you could see it move and i was like why did it take that long why was i ignored for such a long time and part of it part of that story is the reason why i want to become an orthopedist number one because obviously i was exposed to bones for a real long uh, for an extended amount of time because i was always reading up on it and trying to you know figure it out myself <laughs> But, you know, I gained an interest in that. But also being a physician in general. Like, honestly, if I did not become an orthopedist, I would become a doctor no matter what because I just don't want that to happen to somebody else. Exactly. Don't want that to happen that's, to that's somebody like, else. That's
1: actually the main goal because, like, I find it so unnerving and disgusting that black people cannot go to the doctors. Mm-hmm. Why can't we go ask for help? Whether it's the fact that we can't pay for it because the they won't let us have enough money to pay for it. Whether it could be money issues, it could be psychological issues, whatever. Why is it so hard to just simply ask for help when you're struggling? Like, going off from your story, I remember when I went to the doctor's. The doctor spoke to me for five minutes. We paid a hundred and something dollars for the doctor. Mind nah. you, with insurance, with insurance nah. to do x rays, MRIs. Seen me. Nah, no. The doctor, the doctor's like, yeah. We don't know what's wrong. Um but I think what you should do is this, this, and that. I said fine, whatever. I'm so used to thugging shit out, I didn't care. And then when like like a while passes, right? And then I'm in dance. Oh, this is for my ankle <laughs> and my wrist. Mm-hmm. So I'm in dance, right? I'm in dance, right? And I I like I step on my, my leg wrong while doing a move. And then all you hear is like a little crumple, like a little sound. I go to urgent care, right? The nicest doctor I ever met hes Italian, a white man. Now the doctor has retired, sadly. Um. <laughs> but um, I went to the doctor and I'm like, yeah, we had this issue before. I was in that room for five minutes. They had no idea, but they did say like it was a little cramp. It wasn't that serious or whatever. And they sent me home. And then he was like, oh, yeah. Um, your ankle seems to be like the bone marrow seems to be a little out of place. But if you do if you do certain stuff with it, you should be fine. And like I they should have wrapped it up for you. And then he's explaining what should have happened. And I'm sitting there like, mm. Why is why is urgent care cheaper? But when I went to an actual specialist to tell me what's wrong with my body, they stood there, was like, Yeah, it's not that serious. Just put some ice on it, you know. Why is that why is that the main issue? And like the thing with the outside world is that what I've learned is that parents will do their best to shield their child from the outside world. And by doing so, they don't let their child make mistakes, which can make sense. But if you don't make mistakes, how are you
0: going to learn? I, you're not. And then they try so hard to prepare their child for the outside world. And then the outside world just comes in with some bull. And <laughs> Come th- with some bull. they were never prepared for that. And so, honestly, like, there are just a whole bunch of different, um, different components of Black mental health, and like the reasons why it um, is such a problem today, especially in today's day, um, day and age. And when it comes to previous generations, too, I feel so bad for my parents and for my grandparents because obviously they weren't, they didn't have the privilege to talk about it like we're talking about it now, um, especially with their parents, and they didn't go to therapists and stuff like that. And even though we are living in a day and age where it's more accessible, they're still not going to go ahead and choose that. They never would. And it pains me because they're never going to have that kind of help unless they actively choose to. And, you know, us as kids, now that we realize, well, I don't want to say kids, but now as, you know, people who are younger, the younger part. Yeah, yeah. the younger part of that generation, now that we realize that we want to go ahead and help them as well. And we'll try hard, and you know I've seen it Just in social be a big media.
1: Or a, yeah. you know, big bu- whatever.
0: And I've seen in social media um, that you know there are kids who talk to their parents about like what they're doing wrong, and sometimes their parents will be open minded and be like, "Hmm, I realize what I did wrong." Not with our parents. No, not <laughs> with our parents. And you know it depends on the parent too. They have to be open minded as well. Um, but like I said before, there are other components and unfortunately we weren't able to talk about it today but there's also the thing uh, where a lot of pressure is put onto firstborn kids, especially of black um, children and also of like minorities. Because a lot of minorities are, uh, as far as people in our generation, Generation Z, uh, they're first generation. Uh, they went to college, for the, like they're the first people in their, um, in their family to go to college. And so they have all this pressure on them. Maybe if they have, if they're like the older sibling, they have younger siblings, they're supposed to send an example and they're supposed to also become that third parent or maybe in single parent homes, become that second parent or maybe even when there are no parents, become that parent for them. They're a kid. They can't have that kind of pressure. And it is like a, it's a pattern in minority households and black households as well, as far as I've seen. I, it, it's even happened to myself as far as being the older sibling, and unfortunately, like I said, we weren't able to talk about it today, but we definitely will next time. Like, there are just a whole bunch of things, and unfortunately, you can't pinpoint all oh, of them no. because there are just so many! There are just so many, but honestly, the best thing that we can do is just move forward, try to see the problem, solve a problem so that this doesn't happen for the uh, our kids that are later to come in the next generation so i just had like one comment
1: to add Mm -hmm. for everyone listening if you're if you feel like your mental health is deteriorating if you feel like you have certain issues don't feel as if you can't talk to anyone Mm -hmm. because there is someone out there who will listen to you it doesn't have to be your parents. If you know your parents will listen, it can be a sibling that you might actually like. Mm. Surprise! <laughs> it might be a friend that has been there for years. Um, you could even talk to a counselor, even though sadly enough, I highly suggest against it because counselors are told to keep it strictly like between you. But once you speak of issues of like suicide tendencies or issues at home. They might seek initiative to do things, so just be. What's the word? Mindful. Be mindful. Okay. Just find
0: people to talk to. I understand. Well, thank you, Majanaya, for coming on uh, to the podcast. It was fun. It was really fun. Um, and I'm hope. I hope that people who are listening uh, know that you are definitely not alone. Like Majanaya said, uh, we're all in this together. Okay. High school we're to struggling wanna, Yeah. We're struggling together <laughs> and we'll get through to the other side together and we'll definitely show kids who uh, our kids who people who choose to have Stop kids. Stop saying our kids. We don't know. Stop if we have Okay, them yet. all right. That's a different that's a different topic. We don't but know if we going to have them yet. People we'll who see. do have kids, uh, we hope that uh, your children, like we will always help them as well if they if it ever comes to that. And Just for don't cry yeah, and wow, okay. <laughs> and for this cycle to not continue. Again, thank you, I, for coming on. And I will see you guys next time at the roundtable. Make sure you stay tuned for the season finale. Bye, guys. There's a season finale. There's a season finale. Bye, guys. What's the season finale? Bye. <laughs> <laughs>